0: Hey, you, yes, sir, ma'am, stop what you're doing, because right now, you need to be listening to Business SOS, yep, Business Stories of Success, where we interview successful business owners for successful business owners, how do they make it happen, how do they keep it going, join us with your host and business advisor, Mark Adams.
1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Mark Adams with MCA Certified Tax Repairs. and I'm here with Kamal Nuru. He is (laughs) the man. (laughs) He owns Levels Barbershop in Harlem and I'm talking about 1993, four when I lived in Harlem. I used to go to their barbershop to cut my hair. So I'm like, are you still in the location? He's like, yeah, that one and six more. Okay. So we are talking to a real business owner who's got some success. Uh before I start yammering and getting lost in the sauce, I wanna just start asking you questions, brother. I hope it's okay. Uh if you can give us some of your knowledge and wisdom. <laughs> so I'll, we'll I'll start try my by best. saying <laughs> no, I'm not I'm I'm excited, I'm amped. So let's start by just telling us a little bit about who are you in your business and what role you play in the business.
0: Kamal Nuru. Um owner of Levels Barbershop. And initially, I started with um, two partners, my cousin, Denarville Parks, and one of my really close friends, Larry Wilson. And we, at the time, worked together in a shop called Prestige before we went off to do our own thing in 96. And then from there, um, I just kept going on opening more shops on my own. So in total, it was I've opened 11 shops, but currently I have seven.
1: Wow, mm-hmm. that is huge! Like so, I, I I told you before I got like a list of questions, but when I hear something bananas, I, I just I want to learn a little bit more, right? Like barbershops are always the ubiquitous with the neighborhoods. Like, what made you decide to go from working in a shop to saying I'm gonna own my own?
0: I th- I'm pretty sure I'm just uh, an entrepreneur at heart. Before I started cutting hair and I used to work on my own. I've even sold hamsters when I was a kid. I painted characters on people's pants and charged people for that, and let, which later on led to me cutting hair in the house. So I think I've always had that spirit of creating my own way and making money. And then also, My personality is not to settle. How can I improve? How can I expand? And I don't think that's something that's learned. I'm not sure, but it's something that was within me. You know, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs, if you trace back their history, you'll find that that was always there from kids. A lot of people will say, I used to do this as a kid, which led to the man I am today as far as being an entrepreneur.
1: You know, that makes a lot of sense. It, 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 I kind of think the same thing. It's like a lot of it is in our blood. That's just the way we are. I remember when I was a kid, I probably shouldn't tell people this, but like when I was growing up, I would take my mom's stuff and hide it in the house. And then tell her mom you lost something. If you give me some money, I'll find it. And she'd be like, "Okay, I think she's just playing with me like a moron." Okay, here you go. Here's ten cent. Go find it, and I'd find it and bring it back. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's just something we do. Yeah. I'll, look now, Kamal uh, knows my older brother. That's how I know him really, because of my older brother Bip was Pip. Nick, his nickname. He's a barber in the shop and. They will all tell you I'm the weird one. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, but, you know, that's just how it is. But I had that, entrene- that entrepreneurial thing and it's in the blood. So you mm. had one shop, you and your your two partners, and you chose to open up multiple shops and you, you made it happen. And, and that's pretty amazing. Um, so how long have you been in business? How long have you been a business owner then with the shops especially? I
0: think this now we're going – this June 15th, I think it will be our 24th year. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is
1: phenomenal <laughs> because, you know, the the statistics say that at least 50% of the businesses, I keep getting it wrong, either 50 or 80% of businesses fail in the first five years, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's, I think it's almost like 50% in the first year. And then of that 50, that remain, 50% in five years. So 24 and not just, Surviving, but thriving, growing, getting more and more. It's really um, something that you can hang your hat on. That's an amazing milestone. Thank you. Do you guys have a a phone number? Whenever I do this, I like to ask people, because if they hear it and they are in the New York area and they want to get a cut, how can they reach you?
0: Uh, One of uh, the first store in Harlem on 25th Street is 212-663-6144. But if you're in a different area like Brooklyn or upstate New York, you can just go to the website, levelsbarbershop.com, and the information is there about all the other shops.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. I love it. You have a website for a barbershop. Hit us with that one more time because I'm telling you every time I do this, I think I want to write something down. I have to find a pen, and you would finished it. So, how do you, <laughs> how do I, well, now I got my pen in my hand, give me the website one more time
0: levelsbarbershop.com.
1: Awesome, awesome. So anybody can find you and um, get a cut at levels. It looks man. like I need a cut, right? But you Weird. know what, I mean? man, I, it's so funny because I was te- i haven't had this much hair in my head since the nineties. Like, <laughs> it's COVID. I was like, I'm not—I want to just grow it out and see what it looks like. And uh-huh. My older brother Pip is the barber, and he looked at him and was like, "No, bueno.
0: We'll, <laughs> we'll
1: see. We'll see." <laughs> um, so I'm shout not out only to done Pip. Shout out long. to Pip. All right. Shout out to Pip. That's
0: my brother. He's always been a good brother.
1: Yeah, he's a good guy, man. Yeah. Uh, so, I gotta go and catch up with him next.
0: Just to he's, catch a, up. he's a go hard playing ball together too. <laughs> oh,
1: I know. Yeah, I, I, I know. Well, I, my, my, BIP is the gifted one when it comes to sports. So, like, I play with him, but I never played with much because, like, I just never really looked good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, do, I think I played ball with you guys like one night. Uh, across from 125th Street. It was late at night. I had been married by then and I came out that night hanging out with him. And I was like, yo, y'all just, y'all too serious, y'all. I was like, I, I got to work every day. Y'all up there cutting hair playing ball in between cuts. I know why y'all good. <laughs> he probably still thinks he can ball. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's get, let me get back to it. I'll get in trouble here. So what makes you an expert in your field?
0: Well, they say you reached uh, mastery when you've done 10,000 hours or 10 years. So in that respect, you know, I'm sure I've mastered some things. I mean, I do have my master's license. I was a licensed teacher and a, a state board examiner at one time. Wow! And um, I don't think you could truly ever master something, but I have enough years and experience to, you know, warrant some credit of knowledge in the field. Nice, nice. So
1: I'm gonna take this a little bit differently, interestingly to me, right? So you've got 10 years or what have you. When did you open your first shop? How long had you been barbering?
0: I started barbering in my home at the age of 16, 16 or 17, I believe. Okay. Or was it before then? I'm getting older, I can't remember. But my oldest brother brought some clippers home, to make a long story short, tore me and my brother up, and I was figuring I could do a better job myself. And that's when the barber was born in me. And I don't know if that was like 15 or 16, but somewhere around that time, I started playing around with the clipper, and um, I got the chance to go in the shop and work at the age of 17 and learned under a master. Who took me on as an apprentice, and that gentleman's name was Gene Walker. And the name of the shop was West Side Barbershop, owned by Mr. Willie Lofer.
1: Nice, yeah. nice. So you um you benefited from having a mentor before you actually jumped in the water. Would you say
0: that? No, I already was in the water. <laughs> okay. And then said, opening a shop. <laughs> Oh, for opening a shop? Yes. What
1: gave you the confidence to do that, to make that, you know. Open
0: a shop? Yeah. I've always, I don't know if something gave me the confidence. I just didn't see any other way but saying eventually I'm going to open my own store. Nice. You know, like it was, oh, and don't get me wrong. With each store, there's some fear, there's some doubt, but that's normal. Mm -hmm. And you should have it to keep you on your toes.
1: Right.
0: OK. You know, so you don't take things for granted. Right. And it's nothing even wrong with things not working out or so-called failure because you learn every time something goes wrong or you have some failure. So. Nice,
1: nice. Yeah. I, I like that. And I was speaking to, another, in fact, a doctor who's been in business and he said the same thing about when something doesn't work as planned. It's not failure, it's learning. So I I appreciate that. And I think that especially newer business owners need to understand it's not all going to go right, right? You might have some doubts, but that doesn't mean you give up. You keep moving forward and you will find the success if you keep at it. So appreciate that, that, that gem. How do you define success?
0: I don't know. I think I'm still chasing it. Some people might say I'm successful or consider me a success. But I think success is something that you, I don't know, it's a life thing. You know, like I'll never stop chasing success or wanting more success. So it's just, I'm grateful, but I feel like there's more to do.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now you, that, that bodes an interesting question because you're chasing success. So do you think that you're successful though?
0: Yes. But I'm, um, okay. but I feel like I could be a lot more successful.
1: I hear you. Yeah. You know, we were just in a, on Fridays and it is Friday. My whole vision of success was not having to work on Fridays. I'm working on Fridays. I just switched it though. I don't work on Mondays now, but Oprah, <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, I'm going to make my success happen. But we were just talking about that, that whole point about success. And there was a statement that was made. Success is a journey, not a destination. Hmm. Um, so it's not like, you know, okay, I've arrived here, so I'm successful. It's it's this constant just constant movement, you know. And I always talk about my podcast cover, the picture, and even like on my web my Facebook group, I had this, this guy on top of the mountain and he's holding this uh bookcase. Like, you know, that's that's success. You got your arms up, right? But to me, the whole journey up that mountain is success. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I like that you you're still Going toward your successful goal, because man, seven shops, brother, is <laughs> is <it's> pretty <laughs> impressive. So here's another question, though, because you have success. How how did, how did you how are you making it possible? How are you able to sustain it and grow toward it? What are you doing that makes you continue to be successful?
0: I think about the future. I try to be respectful, responsible because I know it's not just my livelihood that's on the line. There are other people that utilize the shop for their livelihood. And if I'm irresponsible for my, on myself, then I'm also being irresponsible for the outcome of their success as well. So I keep that in mind and I always try to grow. I try to follow the laws and, and stay within the guidelines you know what I mean, so that I don't have these problems. You know, I try to pay my bills on time, you know, so the lights don't go off, you know, no evictions, you know what I mean? I I try and show (laughs) responsibility for sustainability.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. I like that, responsibility for sustainability. I'm gonna write that one down, hold on. (laughs) Cause that, I mean, you know, certain things you say, man, and um, you only need a few words, right, to make a difference. And that's one of them. And that's a, I like it. I'm writing it down because the truth of the matter is a lot of business owners are irresponsible. And when they struggle financially, they don't understand why. So that phrase is, that's, that's why we do be that. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's one of the big reasons for a lot of owners, you know, because I do a lot of, uh, meant not mentoring, but advisory work. And so, you know, you, you, that's what, I, what I'm, I see. I see this sometimes when people struggle. It's like, well, did you do what you – oh, well, I, well, I thought – and if you don't take responsibility and move forward, then a lot of times you can't grow like you want to go.
0: Grow, yeah. I should say. So. It's, you need growing pains. Yeah. And that's the yeah. work that's put in in order for you to grow. Like You don't want to fill out every form that you have to fill out and go through hoops when that doesn't work out and it's not an easy path. And I think that's what separates people, those people that are willing to do what is necessary to succeed. You know, a lot of people want success, but they don't want to do the work that is necessary to succeed. And that's why I know I could be more successful, because there are things that I can do to be more successful that I just haven't implemented into my program and regiment to be more successful.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's probably the case for a lot of us. Like, you know, I, oftentimes I do the same thing, man. I'm like, man, if I would just get off my lazy tail and do so-and-so, you know, I would, I would be so much better. I'd be in a better position. So that's, that is one of the challenges, even with successful business owners, right? We're not, I call it the business of your dreams. It might not be the dream just yet. I still got a little bit more work to do to get there, but it can happen. It can happen. And it's nice to see the journey along the way, you know? So cool. Well, let me ask you this, cause now you you've talked about some mistakes and like, you know, how we learn from them. what's one of one big mistake that you've made in your business journey.
0: Let's just say I didn't pursue an opportunity. When I had my second shop, it was a real estate agent, I forget her name, she was a sister. She was trying to get me to take on a one story storefront on 116th Street. And I didn't have confidence in myself that I would be able to acquire that. And if I would have at least tried, because she's older, wiser, and she was in the real estate business. She was an agent, and she actually helped me get. She was my agent on my second location, location, and she was helped me secure the third location. So it was a it was an opportunity to have a bit owning a storefront, own it outright, and I didn't take that opportunity, and that's one thing. That, um, you know, I never forget to this day. And I would wow. say more than a mistake or a wrong move, just, you know, not having the vision and the confidence to, to, to think that I could pull that off. Gotcha. You know, so I missed out on an opportunity, I would say.
1: Gotcha. So let me ask you this then. So what that missed opportunity, like you said, never failures. What did you learn from that? so that going forward you can find successes
0: i learned that you have to be a dreamer you have to see it in order to achieve it so if you're not a big dreamer then you you you're not if you don't see it you'll never become it and the way you see things that may not be tangible is to be a big dreamer you know so you have to dream big your goals have to be larger than life you know okay Okay. And, that, and that's, that's, that's what I learned from that. Like you don't shortchange yourself, not one bit.
1: Okay. I like that. Don't shortchange yourself. We, we, we tend to do that. I mean, fear is one of those self-limiting beliefs, right? It'll cause us to miss out on an opportunity. So that's a nice lesson because now you had it and, and you won't probably won't make who no, know we probably won't make that mistake again because you reflected on it you learned from it and well obviously you've heard yourself to, to even more and more shops. so you've learned yeah. from it that's cool and that's something somebody else can take from this if they are if they have that doubt you know dream big and, and then to work to meet the dream right, right. that's kind of what it is right. so cool very nice what do you the- think
0: No, go ahead. No, 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 no. no. go ahead, man. This
1: is your show. I'm just thinking. Even if
0: I would have attempted it and still not acquired it, something would have been learned in that journey trying to attain it that I missed out on as well. Yeah, and that was at a earlier age. You know, that was maybe that was just two years into or two or three years into me being into business, which I could have learned something in that a long time ago which later on in real estate investments or whatever, buying my own home, I would have had some knowledge because mm. it's similar all the way back then.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny. The, it's like the missed opportunities or the mistakes sort of sit with us more often than the successes, you know? Uh, because when, when somebody... things go right,
0: you don't learn anything. Yeah. You don't learn anything from you attempting something and it worked and you would yeah. do something else and it worked and it worked and it worked. So what do you learn from everything working out? Nothing.
1: Yeah, nothing. You're right.
0: And I think <laughs> the one thing I like about mistakes,
1: honestly, I mean, I don't want to make a ton of them, but mistakes are what drives me to improve who I am. And I, and I find that with a lot of the owners that I talk to mistakes are what drives them to improve their business. Right. And so I, we i appreciate mistakes you know i learn from like you said that's how you learn the most so let me ask you this question what do you think is the single biggest quality needed to be a successful business owner
0: action action a lot of people do a ton of research and never take action if you take action and you don't know anything you could fail you could win you could learn along the way but there's nothing like taking action and you're never going to be an entrepreneur unless you take action and that's i think what separates a lot of people people they say people come up with a great idea at least once a year every person comes up with a great idea that could change their life for the better but they don't take action.
1: Mm. That's, a, That's good a good one. one. Yeah. That's a good one. It makes me think of a whole lot of things. My mama used to always say, you know, if you don't know how to swim, at some point you got to jump in the water, baby. <laughs> right? You can stand at the side, you can watch, you can read, you can do, but at some point you got to jump in the water or you'll never swim. You
0: That's know? right. You can't swim unless you get your feet wet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go. There you go. You better take that action. So if you're an owner, you got some ideas, you're thinking about it, take action, right? Nothing beats a failure, but a try. So I like that. And, and in business to me, as you grow, if you're going to grow, you have to keep taking action. You can't just get paralyzed with fear. what is that? Paralysis by analysis. You can't do that. You gotta take that action. So I love that. Thanks so much, man. How have, um, and you kind of touched on it. How have mentors coaches helped you with your business along the way?
0: They say a wise man learns from others' mistakes, right? Oh, yeah. And the importance also is that you need a mentor for every step of the way. In all aspects. You need a mentor when it comes to taxes. Mm -hmm. Your tax agent, your tax person is your mentor. A real estate person or your attorney is your mentor.
1: I believe it. You know
0: what I'm saying? The person that teaches you the craft or whatever it is, is your mentor. Um, if you want to buy a house, you need someone that knows real, you need a mentor. So mm-hmm. it's not just having one mentor, it's having many mentors. And in place, the other thing that people don't realize is there was times where I used authors as my mentor. Someone who writes a book that can help you along the way, that's, that's a mentor. Even if it's not a physical mentor, books can replace a physical mentor. So it is extremely important for you to have as many positive mentors as you can. I like it.
1: I like yes. it. You you, you use the word books. I I, I read, but I, sometimes I'm like, I, I hate reading, but I'm going to tell you what I've learned. I've interviewed now business owners who have a lot of years and a little years. The ones who have a lot of years, they're all well-read. It's amazing how that the, the correlation is there. We have to keep reading and growing. And those are mentors, right? Those are mentors. So it's important that we have that. So those, you know, those probably contribute maybe to this next question. You probably might, well, we'll see. What advice would you give a new business owner? A new
0: business owner. I would say maybe be fearless, you know, one, be fearless because People are going to doubt you even even you're gonna doubt yourself
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know that's just normal, but fear cripples you so you 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 can't be afraid to stand up for yourself because people are going to try to cheat you you, you know what I mean you can't right. be afraid of telling people what you want you know where whether it's the architect. Uh, whether it's the construction person wherever it you know what I'm saying where it, whether if you're leasing a space and it's the landlord you have to be fearless if if you want to negotiate your your lease your terms then you you say what you want you want you know you can't you can't be afraid you know what I mean you have to be fearless in business because you're going to have to stand up for yourself you know you're going to have to stand up to the people who work for you <laughs> and everybody else you know, because protect your assets. Protect, you know what I'm saying, your assets. You have to protect your assets. And the only way you could do that is to be fearless. Nice. I'm going to tell you the and truth. truth. They, um, say, they say rule number one in business, protect your investment.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You Every time I interview folks, I learn something too. That, that right there, I mean, you've given us a couple already, but that one right there, I'm taking for me. Because I have a tendency to be timid even though I might come off like, ah, but inside, a lot of times I just be shaking, you know, and and, um, I've managed to be able to speak up for myself most times, but there are times where I'm just like, I'm just, just." but you're right. In the end, we have to be fearless as owners. If you're a new business owner, you have to be fearless because you're going to have to, no one is going to speak up for you, right? Right. We got to be able to do it for ourselves. So I like that one. Be fearless. If you could go back to right before you started your business, would that be the piece of advice you give yourself or would it be something different? Um,
0: I don't know. I'm not sure because I think when you realize it over time, it has more quality because someone can give you words, right? But what is, they say, the use of knowledge is power. Okay. Yeah. You can have knowledge. Right. But If you don't use it, then where's the power?
1: Right. You
0: know what I'm saying? They say knowledge is power, but no, it's the use of knowledge. That's power.
1: That is true. That is true. I mean, (laughs) you hit it on the head. Um, if you, if you have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't use it properly of what value is it? Right. I'm going to tie that one to So when you have it, take action, and you, <laughs> you're you getting somewhere. Take fearless action. Take knowledge with fearless action. I'm, I'm telling you, you got a whole sentence in there somewhere that I'm going to end up writing down and having on my little board that I'm going to be teaching other people. So I'm stealing all your stuff, brother. I'm just letting you know.
0: <laughs> just, give me, just give me a um, shout-out every now and then. You,
1: you know? got it. You got it. I like the way you do that, too. You always mention people's names who helped you on the journey. I love it. I am – I'm more of a writer than a speaker. So when I'm typing emails, I like to mention people's names because, yes. man, we don't get where we are without all these people. You know, my, yeah. I talk about my older brother. He has never owned a business in his life. But you and I wouldn't be talking on a podcast if it wasn't him talking to me saying, "Yo, oh, you need to do yeah. this. Yeah. I, I, you've got to give credit where credit is due. It's just the yeah. way it should be. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I got one more question for you. Uh, and it's like a bonus question, <laughs> and you—we already touched on it. Believe it or not, every week we do this mastermind session. We call it uh, Friday Focus Forum. I made that one up myself. I'm not a rapper, but I ain't special ed. I saw your 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 uh, what your piece. I was like, oh, yo, you know special ed. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Friday Focus Forum, and we have it thematic. We have a topic. The topic that we discussed, in fact, it was today, and I just want you to tell us what you how you see it, it was what we talked about a little bit earlier. Success is not a destination, it's a journey. So what can you give our listeners from your point of view as what that means for them and their business?
0: It's a journey, success is a journey. Mm -hmm. Well, the journey will be learning from others, um, teaching others, bringing others along the way, you know, uh, mentoring that's what mentorship and providing opportunities and it's also being grateful along that journey you know nice. being grateful for the people who allowed you like you know we put our money together to get that first shop and I remember my mother giving me three thousand dollars to add to what I had you know what I'm saying and that's that's part of you know your journey to success, the people who help you along the way because your success is their success as well. So don't ever forget that, you know. Don't ever forget the people that helped you along the way of of your journey to success and how you have to pay it forward and and give back. I appreciate it. You know, like from Levels, quite a few of people who've been a part of Levels' family have gone on to open their own barbershops. You know what I mean? So quite a few of them who've learned directly or indirectly or reach back and ask me questions later on of how, how to, you know, get to the next level. So, yeah.
1: Awesome. I appreciate that.
0: that hope that helps. So
1: I think it will. I think it will. Before I, um, that was my last question for the officials. I'm going to ask you just one more thing. I'm going to say one more thing. You know, uh, when Bip told me that, you know, my friend Kamal might be able to do a podcast for you. I looked at your your podcast and I was embarrassed because your journey is like this whole next level. So I just tell us what your podcast is because I know people want to <laughs> they want to see yours too. What is yours? The name, um, like the official
0: name? It's, um, it's Barber World TV. The podcast I started Barber World TV to promote something I was doing was utilizing video on YouTube to promote what I used to do called the New York City Barber Battle. I used to have barbers come from all over the country and compete. I did about five competitions and I it's too much work for me, you know. But I kept the channel and now I travel because that's what I always wanted the channel to be, traveler world <laughs> and show expose other cultures, other barbers. But I I added this podcast piece to it and um I just I interviewed other barbers uh, it could be entertainers and just people that would come through the barbershop and the type of conversation we would have in the barbershop. Nice. You know, so I just feel the way they've always missed the point in those shows that try to do like not to um, uh, take any credit from LeBron James and his barbershop show. I just feel like they always miss the point Whereas when you're in the barbershop, everybody's equal. Now, they have all these celebrities and athletes and stuff on his show, the barbershop, but the barbers don't speak, and that would never happen in a barbershop. If LeBron James or any of those people was in levels, the barbers would have something to say. Barbers are intelligent people too, and they will have (laughs) time in and have their opinion. Mm. So they always make it like, the barbers are in the background cutting hair and the people in the chairs are the, are the you know how many people admire their barber? Not many people get advice from their barber. You know what I mean? So that's what the, the podcast is about. The type of conversations that would happen with barbers and that would happen with people who come into the shop. We don't care if you're a lawyer, a doctor. If we're not talking about your field, where you're the specialist, then we all got opinions. You know what I mean? So you could be a doctor, but we're going to come in there and talk about sports, and your opinion is no greater than anybody else's. You know what I mean? (laughs) And Mm. that's kind of what I I try to capture, even though it's a one-on-one, usually with the podcast.
1: Uh, yeah, you're doing it, man. I I was so like impressed. I said, man, I gotta step my game up. That's why I got this new mic right <laughs> here. Watching you and your joint, I'm like, you're the man. Hey, you, man. I I just, just want to tell you, thank you so much for giving us your time. I appreciate it. I think that if folks listen to this, they're gonna get some real, some real gems. I mean, you kind of just help us to realize that success is possible. It's a journey, but it's possible, and you can make it happen. Live your dreams and be fearless. So, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you.
0: Oh, uh, thank you for having me, brother.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Let me see if I do this right.
0: Did you like that interview? Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Business SOS. And please drop a comment, like us, and share. If you are a successful business owner and would like to be considered for an interview, visit us at businesssospodcast.com. Fill out our form and we'll reach out to you. Our next story of success will be in two weeks. Don't forget to tune in!